Yeah, yeah, it was it was Roughly? a while it was a while ago because yeah. I was getting to that point too, and it's like then I just shaved it off. It's like that's just too much. I don't have the commitment. But I think like four years ago you had just the the moderate curl. Not yeah, the, it wasn't as like when I first started curling, it was so like tight. Like I remember I could like touch my ears with my mustache. Damn. And stuff. Yeah, he was he was going for like the multi curl. I was going for that, and then Ooh. I stopped because what what was the reason? Oh yeah, yeah, they discontinued this one wax that I was using. I couldn't find it again. It was a uh, firehouse wax. Dude, that's what I have. Do they still got it? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Oh, firehouse. Yeah, the little tin. You tip. can't find the it on Amazon. Oh. It doesn't exist. That, because I think you're the one that recommended it to me. Because I fucking loved it. it it's and strong stuff that it holds. On, and I found it on Amazon. It's strong stuff that holds, and it did extremely well in the heat. Because at the time, I was working outside all the time uh, with uh, at the Moorhead shop, which is the recycling center. So, you know, that's where I'd be prepping cars, sorting metal, and stuff. And there's no AC because it's just like, it's essentially just a tin building <laughs> with yep. nothing inside of it. And, like pretty much the whole day i could just keep the wax like the the stash would be you know staying up and stuff oh yeah i'm gonna freak i'm gonna freak out some of my students with it because i'm gonna purposely growing it out right now very nice very nice yeah i'm going for the regrown the breed as you can tell from underneath and the cheeks oh no i even when i had my beard nice and long my neck beard got shaved I just tighten it up on occasions, but it's just like letting it grow because, you know, got to let it grow. Let it grow. And see the see the progress from when I stopped shaving that to how long the beard is. Because then it's like it I can use the, the, the neck beard to see how much my chin beard has grown. Yeah, there you go. And then I clean it up. What do you think? Should we start this shit off? Uh, I thought we were this, started. This well, Matt we went, on, we haven't Matt went the, on a side tangent. We haven't done the intro yet, sir. He went on side tension before the intro even started. We can't we can't get off track if we haven't been on track yet. So ha ha this well, we week can get more off track. In beard grooming. Hell yeah. Hit that intro. <laughs> Please and thank you. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk. It's episode 134 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. For your hosts, I'm Matt. There's Danny, the guy who loves bullet horns. I'm not drunk enough. <laughs> You're surprising after that game. <laughs> There's only one cam. Yeah, but you. That, okay, how long have we been on the live Twitch? Or, Thirty minutes. Yeah, that was it. Within twenty minutes, you downed one. Uh, yeah, that was the first one right here. You're having. I I hit it before I even finished it before the intro's done. He did. Let's start the second one. And this there is how go. it's going to go. That other voice, that antagonizing voice that you hear, is Big G, <laughs> other host of this weekend MTG podcast. Hello. It's something that we don't do often. It's like the the typical hellos that you hear at podcasts, but we don't fucking care about hellos here. We're also not normal. We're not. We're far from it. We're so glad that you all decided to join us. Thank you. <laughs> and I do have a question for y'all if they're listening. Do you like corgis? Already off topic. Is that a yes or a no? <laughs> are you, ta- are you talking to us or are well, you talking to the listeners? Both. You did say out there. Not you guys are out here. there. Oh, we're in here. We're in here. 
We're all, in the same room with you. All that are listening to our voice. Do you like corgis? Answer out loud now, and I will tell you the reason why this question is here at the beginning of the podcast. I'd rather have the reason before an answer. Give the answer first. You're a monster if you don't, so yes, go. Okay, Danny. Depends on the corgi. Ooh. So, the the reason for this. Full 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 corgi. I'm just talking about that corgi, the corgi oh. that we're talking okay, about. Okay, Wade's corgi. I've never met him. You seen pictures on the animals tab and Discord? Never met him. Okay. I won't, I can't give him I can't give you the answer unless right. I meet him. Okay, anyway, why did you ask said question? Okay. So, my son and I, we were talking about how our dog Chomsky, an Australian shepherd, if he had shorter legs, would be a corgi. He has a fluffy boot. And he has longer legs than a corgi. He doesn't have the pointed ears. His ears are kind of floopy. But when he tilts his head, his ears point up. And he kind of gets the corgi look to him. But he's an Australian Shepherd. And we were talking about that. And then he also got a sticker at his program today, uh, after school thing, that was uh, uh, for doing, doing good. He got a sticker of a corgi and a lightning bolt. And then he held the lightning bolt to the corgi's butt. And he's like, it's a Pikachu. And I'm like, no, nah, it's a Yamper. And he's like, no, that's a Zeus Corgi. And so that's what brought us on to the whole Corgi conversations. And then I, we talked about Chomsky being a, could be a Corgi. Are we going to get back on track? Do you all not have these kind of conversations <laughs> with your kids? No. First of all, his isn't old enough to really talk about it. No mod. Corgi agonist? Not agonist. Agnostic. Agnostic. Agonist. Agonist. Agnostic. Words are hard. Words are hard. I would have never guess that. Yeah, are. no, I don't have conversations with my two-year-old about this yet because right now conversations are very simple sentences. Yeah, you got to work on expanding that vocabulary. Have her say corgi or say floof boot. Okay, you know what? My most impressive feat for my two-year-old is in the middle of the winter, like actual winter, not what are we on, <laughs> 86th winter? Something like that. We're on January 106th right anyway. now. <laughs> we taught her to say it's cold as shit. <laughs> And we were waiting for her to say that at a grocery store, and the little old lady to look at us and go, how dare you? But then I was like, no, we would find the one old lady that would look back at our infant, for fuck it is, and go, you're goddamn right. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Tell me, do you have a fucking camera on her at all times when you're at the grocery store now just for that interaction? No. Have her on a GoPro? <sighs> no, it's too expensive. Little baby GoPro. Just... Put it like have her wear the harness and stuff, and then you know just like watch her go mm-hmm. walking around and interacting, and then she falls into the snow piles. And okay, here here's a brief side tangent. So, <laughs> yep, we're not even on topic. How's this side tangent? We've already started the intro. We're on topic now. Are anyway, we? yes, we haven't been on topic for a while. Then I, there we go. This is a side tangent on a side tangent on a side tangent. I read the first anyway. paragraph. Fucking. <laughs> 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 Before we get to thanking a bunch of people for this, one person I do have to thank is my wife because she is super well organized to the fact of I'm pretty concerned that she might have like OCD. Okay. So we've got the playroom upstairs for for Lil and Lil is a toddler. She's messy. She doesn't put things back. As a toddler do. So is my wife. (laughs) Pew, 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 pew. Wait, are you saying wait, you're are married, you married to, a to Are you married to my wife? No, I'm saying my wife's a toddler. Oh, okay. Anyway. I think you got to work on your priorities there, bud. Yep. Don't want to say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, well. If we get in trouble because our wives listen to this, then you know what? At least we know they listen. 
Oh, that's so nice. It's so nice right? of you guys. Shelby, if you hear me saying that you have minor OCD and it's about the to truth. Make, and about to make fun of you for this, um, punch me in the arm three times. Anyway, um, she decided to organize the playroom and all the things because we've got a play kitchen and all this stuff because you know what? My wife just wants our kid to have fun things, but she wants things put back in the right place. So she organized it, took pictures of it, printed said pictures and taped them up for our two-year-old to probably look at them and give the two-year-old equivalent of the middle finger <laughs> and so, so she can put them back. <laughs> How does that work for her so far? She just put them up and she sent me a video. That's what I was looking <laughs> at. Because the pictures just got, she did Shutterfly and just got here today. So Okay, so they're all they're all posted up. And Lil, how was her interaction with that? Just re- they got put up when I was here. Oh, oh just okay. Now. Okay, I thought you meant when you left. So, okay. Yeah, no. Well, we'll, uh, we'll check back next week yeah. to see how that turned out. Let's see how organized how many, the playroom. How many is. two-year-old middle fingers got shoved in my wife's face? Uh, more all than we could them. probably count. All of them. All of them. That's the answer. All of them, or as my daughter would say, four. Four. All four. All that's four. Impre- that's impressive. Four middle fingers from a toddler. Well, the other night I told her, "All right, pick out two books. One, two, three, four. <laughs> I said two, four, two. As in your age. You're not going to win that argument, sir. I'm going to try every time. But you know what? Who else do we have to thank here before this episode? That was a bad segue. <laughs> it was terrible, but I'm... It was better you know. than yours. Anyway. So, <laughs> let's begin our let's begin our episode by thanking you. Again. For we making haven't it. started yet. I, I know. <laughs> I know we haven't started no, yet. No, we haven't started thanking people yet. If you made it to this part of the podcast, thank you so very much. Pat yourself on the back. You're a real trooper. I, this hap- I feel like we say this a lot more than we typically should <laughs> every week of saying, you made it this far, pat yourself on the back. <laughs> and we it- only get halfway through the fucking intro before the breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast. You're listening. You listening to this podcast uh, is really exciting for us, and it makes the podcast even more epic. So, big thank you. Also, big thank you to our amazing patrons who think that this content is worth supporting. These, what are we on a twenty-minute intro? Oh, fucking! You're gonna have fun. We're, you're gonna have we're a like hell on, of a we're time on like editing. a thirty-minute intro. I don't you, know what you're talking about. Y'all are crazy badass motherfuckers. So, big thank you to Wade ninety-seven, Chapman, D Moose, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String, Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve. Jacob, Christian, and Maddie K. If you all want to be crazy bamps as well and supporting us, go check out our Patreon. We have two tiers, a $3 tier and a $10 tier, which gets you put in for drawings. At the $3 tier, you get put in for drawings for two. or There are two drawing, two separate drawings for set boosters for this next month are going to be Streets of New Capenna packs. Pew, pew, pew. And then at the $10 tier, you get put into a drawing for a commander card that's valued between $15 and $20. Uh, another perk of being the being in the patron is you get the chance to vote on what cards those are we haven't got a list yet i was just about to ask if we did that yet we'll get a list and you also get the exclusive vip to matt's OnlyFans for p picks hold on a second now (laughs) don't say that out loud that means i might have to commit to that later no but being part of the patron is you get put you get you get access to a super secret live stream where we do the drawings on that that's what he says it's that's, really for his feet. That's where his feet come out. If you don't want to support us <laughs> through Patreon or my feet picks. There, he said it. <laughs> it's real. I knew it. It's real. 
Go check out our playmats. We have some awesome playmats that have our banner on them. I think they're pretty cool. We're selling them for 20 bucks. Hit us up on any of the social medias. Be like, yo, we want a playmat. And we'll be like, yo, we'll send you a playmat. And we'll send them literally anywhere. We have sent them overseas. We have sent them to Canada. We have sent them to California. They have been sent a lot of places. So uh, just hit us up. Let us know. We'll even send it to your mom's house. Yes. Do you guys remember that your favorite Martian song by... Ray William Johnson doing no. your mom. Doing your mom. Do, doing Kids, your mom. It's not oh, good. Boy. We'll play that afterwards because no. it's a great. It's a great. We will music. not play and that afterwards. It, 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 it takes you down memory lane for like 2009 YouTube era, 2010 YouTube era. You should get off the black web. It's not the black web. God damn it! It's not the black web. Anyways, uh, speaking of playmats. <laughs> Should also if you don't want to if you don't want to hit us up check out our amazing sponsor Jade of Sports Cars and Gaming who also has our playmats if you're in the FM area he has them there for twenty bucks as well you got to pay tax on those but if you don't want to talk to us you can totally buy them there and speaking of Jade of Sports Cards and Gaming let's hear an ad from them meow. J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. So thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, let's jump into the breakdown. And in the breakdown, we lay out how this episode is going to be spoken, perceived, spoken. I said that already. To y'all. We start off with the past weekend results at the Boggle Desk with Big G. And he's going to give us some upcoming event results. From there, uh, Blogatog, question mark, with Danny. After that, we're going to jump into the news topics that talks about Secret Lairs, Arena, Streets of New Capenna, and Commander Legends. After that, we're going to jump to the Contract Currency section where we talk about magic price trends. And then from there, we are going to be talking about a thoughtcast. And from there, we'll send you all home because you don't want to listen to us for the rest of the day. Ah, change that up. They're already home. <laughs> they are. Okay. And with that, let's... Or they're let's, bored at work, one of the two. <laughs> let's go over to the Boggle Desk with Big G. All right, so we're at the Salt and Sugar Report. Either of you got a salty p- report for me? No. Other than maybe didn't play enough Magic this weekend? Yes. That's about it? I didn't yes. play any. <sighs> okay, well, I went and played some Magic on Thursday night at J-Dub's Sports Cards and Gaming. I saw that picture. <laughs> It looked good. So my sugar report is uh, I got told I should play my coma deck, and I did, and I can't remember the other three decks we were playing against, but... Were you not playing against, against Anthony with his Tezzeret deck? I saw the Tezzeret play, Matt, so I just... Assumed. Oh, then yeah, it would be his Tezzeret deck and then two other uh, decks of just guys that, hey, we were just playing one-to-one, and hey, did you guys just start up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. Hey, you mind if we... Uh, you mind if we get a four-person pod and we're like hell yeah let's go and you could tell they were a little bit they were cool guys but you know their decks were a little bit more on like the jank side 
Very nice. Which I, was awesome. I appreciate that. Wakelander should be. Exactly. Um, so for whatever reason, they let me be. Okay. That was a terrible mistake on their part. So I, I had initially um, got doubling season out, played coma, had enough mana to um, do the... Um, you can only cast this when you cast a creature spell. Make a make a copy of your creature. It's non-legendary if it was legendary. Oh, that's a Quandrix copy spell thing. Yep. Um, so I did that, and somebody's like, oh, he's, just, he's only got two. <laughs> Anthony points out, he's got doubling season out, and they're tokens. I was like, you damn straight they are. <laughs> so I'm sitting here making... Anthony made the smart choice. He blew up my doubling season before it got to his turn. Good, good. So I was only getting, you know, I was only getting. Only getting, okay. For a good chunk of the game, three serpents, every upkeep. Only. Nine power on the board. Only. Only. That's a a kraken every turn. (laughs) Um, Motherfucking kraken every turn. Release the kraken. And then you see Johnny Depp just running. Um, so they just, they leave me be, and then I get a, another way to make another copy. I think it was, um, Commander Legends, blue, make a copy, legend rule doesn't apply. Oh, uh, Sakashima? Sakashima, there we go. I don't know why I was drawing a blank on Sakashima, but either way, played him out, and then one turn cycle went by, and then top deck, Eldrazi Monument. It's like, and I win. They're like, wait, what? Yeah, Eldrazi Monument. All my stuff has flying. None of you have flying. And they all get plus one, plus one, and they're indestructible. But more importantly, I think we're, I had like 22 of them, plus four six sixes. So, hey. Why did Anthony let you get away with all this? He was too focused on the other guys. <laughs> what were the other guys doing? Uh, fuck. One of them was playing mono green legendaries, and then the other one was playing... What was he playing? Oh, he had played something where it was it ended up being a twenty eight twenty eight Hydra that you pay the two, take one of the plus one plus one counters off and deal a damage. Um Apocalypse Hydra. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So part of the reason that he let me be is so I could continuously shut that down. Okay. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So he just he let me be and I don't think he had anything within his scheme of what was in his hand to Deal with fully your... deal with my shit anyway, but... Tezzeret scheming. Not exactly. as good scheming as coma scheming. <laughs> well, comas just... They just slither on in. Slither into the DMs. Slither. But yeah, so there's my sugar report. I I got to beat face with some comas. And he's the one that's like, I want to play your coma deck. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. And I looked at him like, all right, as much as I'm going to hate this, you can br- you bring out your Grand Arbor deck. He's like, no, nah, I got other decks I want to play tonight. <laughs> oh. He's like, I'm going to he... let you play cards. Yeah. All right, but let's get into some event results. We've been talking about modern quite a bit, so we're going to continue it for one more week before we start jumping in a little bit more to Pioneer and looking how things are shaping up ever since they got announced that Pioneer was going to be part of the Pro Tour. So because there were no big modern events, I just grabbed a modern challenge for us over the weekend. Looking at the meta breakdown, Blink decks had five of them. Other meta styles or sorry, archetypes, we had four. Elementals had two decks, and Yawgmoth had two decks. The top four decks, and I did a little bit of a breakdown for each one because I even forgot to hyperlink Modern Challenge, so I picked the right one. So you're just (laughs) going to have to trust me on these. 
Uh, first place was a four-color blink deck, and honestly, I haven't seen too many blink decks that beat off the you know standard path of what is being played in them. Um, but second place was a Mardu Reanimator, and for me, just because I don't think I've looked at the Reanimator decks quite as much, it was a Yorion-style deck that was actually running, because we've talked about it now, for a few weeks, Fable of the Mirror Breaker. So that was pretty cool. It was running four of in there, so that was awesome. Third place was a Jun style where the red was only for sideboard tech, Yogmoth deck. And again, pretty standard Yogmoth build. And then fourth place, I was glad to see this one kind of jumped in, is an Azoria Stoneblade deck. Because I actually have one. It's not the exact same build that placed fourth, but it was awesome to see it jump into the tops. And I think that might be the one I was looking at there, bud. Oh, nope, it wasn't because... Yeah, I was going to say that has Merc Titan first. Never mind. Not that one. Anyway. You're saying it was Blink at first? Yep, Blink first, Mardu Reanimator for second, Jund Yogmoth for third, and then Azoria Stoneblade for fourth. Maybe you're not finding it. Oh, well, I keep going. Yes. All right, top plate cards. Lightning Bolt had 49 copies. Mistress Bobble also had 49 copies. Ragavan had 48 copies, and Solitude had 45. Top creatures, Ragavan, 48. Solitude, 45. Dragon Rage Channeler, 44. And Fury starting to jump up there a little bit more with 34 copies. Top played spells, Lightning Bolt and Mistress Bobble again, 49 copies of both. Prismatic Ending and Thoughtseize finally jumping into that top four spots of played spells with 37 copies. So that kind of covers our event results for looking at a modern challenge post Luris ban again. So some of these decks are starting to shift a little bit here and there. Now we've got our upcoming events. First one, close to home for all of our Discord members. If you joined into the Brawl League by No Modifier, we have started getting some games getting played. So make sure you're getting in, getting those games in, so that way you can win some amazing prizes. First and foremost, this coming weekend is Streets of New Capenna pre-release, so make sure to look at your local game store for event details about what is going on with pre-release because remember, this is the first time you get to play with the cards. You don't get an arena pre-release. Arena gets the cards at the same time as release. So if you want to practice with the cards, go to your pre-release events, play some tabletop, cardboard, crack, magic. Support your LGS. Mostly that. Speaking of LGSs and our sponsor, J-Dubs will be hosting a trios event on May 28th starting at noon at J-Dubs in West Acres Mall. And this will be a trio team event where you have a pioneer player, a modern player, and a legacy player. $60 for pre-registration, $75 on the day of. And as of right now, prizes are first place. You get $300 for your team. Second place, $200. Third and fourth, you get $100 for the team and those could increase depending on attendance if you want to pre-register make sure to call jdubs at 701-277-1989 or stop in and get pre-registered and pick up a playmat that too look at that we're already through the events and now we're to the blog talk danny which we don't have oh wow there's okay. no blog talk and oh, they've, they've all been basically the same yeah I've same been things over the last couple of weeks so that's why we really haven't had any because nothing's really like popped out. Have you appreciated that I put the the blog of togs on the Discord there? It, I thought that'd it be does. Kind of a cool it does. Thing to do. 
Yeah, if you're, if you're a member of our Discord, you can just see the weekly blog talks, or not even weekly, just daily ones that pop up in our channel. Sometimes hourly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd probably say Mark posts like three times a day in, in batches of like three or four. Yep. Yeah, so I look through those and like nothing's really caught my eye that's worth really sharing because it's all basically the same question, just different words. Or people complaining about a certain thing or not. It's like... Magic players complain? Pfft. Never. Blast for me. <laughs> hey, Danny, what do you like to say all the time? Fuck blue. There we go. The irony is not lost. <laughs> nope. Wait, are we getting right into the news? The little bit that we have. No kidding. This is going to be a short episode. I'm just looking at the... Well, that's good because I brought my card. My cards. Guess who didn't? What the fuck? Matt. Dude, Dude I, yeah, I forgot you. my cards at home. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, start us off with the news. I fixed it for you, man. Okay, first up, we have Secret Lair Reminder. Reminder that if you haven't picked up your copies of the April Super Drop, Super Drop Secret Lair, you have until May 9th to do so. So hurry up and do it if you want it. If not, hold your peace. Jump you'll back never and have listen, it again. Jump back and listen to like the last two episodes. I'm pretty sure we talked about them there. That will provide a link for you to go directly to ordering those for you in the show notes. Matt will. We won't. I say we collectively, but we all know it's Matt. Speaking of secret layers, over on the magicsupport.wizards.com website, Watsy posts updates there for all the secret layer products, like when what drop went on sale and what is in the drop. They also post when the release... They also post when the release date is for those drops, which brings us to the latest in the production delays. The Heads I Win, Tails You Lose Commander deck that was announced with the secret anniversary of 2021, which was the one at the end of November to December, which had a bunch of other cool things in there. That drop is now delayed until fall of 2020. Just the Heads I Win, Tails You Lose. The rest of it you'll be getting May 6th. So... To those of you that order this drop, you'll be waiting a little bit longer for that Heads I Win, Tails You Lose commander deck. I I wanted to get that one, and for whatever reason, I didn't order it. It was a cool one. It was $100 for a commander deck. Which and had some good stuff in it, too, so it's not a, like it was bad. Yeah, they had six double-sided cards, uh, the the commanders, Zinder Split and Okun, and then there's like, it's based on Gavin Verhey's coin flip deck. And it has, I remember one of the cards in there is Shadow Spear, which at the time was like a $15 card, which is now like 23 or whatever. Right. Shit like that. But it's good value for what you're getting. Hmm. All right. But speaking of some announcements, last week, Arena announcement article had a few cool bits of information inside it. First, there will be a new way to express yourself. Sorry. Express yourself in air quotes. Yeah, there's air quotes there. Sorry. Air well, quotes. There are quotes, but I had to do air quotes and inflect my voice for the air quotes. Thank you. All of the listeners appreciate that. I try. <laughs> <laughs> but you may express yourself in your decks. Oh, uh, crap. I lost my place. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so you get for all expressing that, yourself so All that times. inflection. Sorry. I ex- keep on track. When I express myself, I lose place. Egoistic. Uh, I was going to say he just jumps to the end. Because he expresses himself. That's fine, whatever. I was about to say, I was ma- I was, I was making a dick joke. Anyway. Premature. <laughs> <laughs> the All right. was a little limp. Uh, it was, you know what, I'd just say it was a little off the beaten path. Maybe slided a little bit to the left. 
All right, each one can have its own avatar, pet, and card sleeves assigned to it instead of changing those between each time you play. There's also a which family do you belong to quiz, which will yield you a family's card sleeve on Arena. And what kind of Arena update would it be if we didn't talk about the ways to pay for the game? Pre-orders of the Elspeth Pack Bundle and Obnixilis Pack Bundle are Play available. Bundle. Play Bundle, thank you. You're welcome. Sorry. They're different. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> For $49.99 each, the Elspeth Bundle gets you 50 Streets of New Capenna packs. And That's why it's called the Pack Bundle. Shut I'm up, going Lance. to beat the shit out of you with this microphone so the viewers can listen to it. Oh, no. <laughs> and on video so they can see it. <laughs> no. <laughs> The shit ain't getting posted. Trifecta. Good news is, if you're listening to this, you didn't beat the shit out of me. <laughs> At least until after we shut it off. <laughs> I'll get you later. Or your post is unedited. <laughs> if it's posted and unedited, it's at the hands of Danny and Big G. <laughs> Not me. I you're promise w- you that. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, so you get 50 Streets of New Capenna Packs, an Elspeth Resplendent Card Sleeve, and an in-depth art card style. The Obnixilis bundle. There's no hey. play here, sir. Sorry. So you can go fuck yourself. It's implied. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'll imply this for you. The Obnixilis play bundle. I'm glad that you remembered that. <laughs> this is a construct pet. Fucking dads. <laughs> You're a dad too. I know that. (laughs) A set mastery pass. Fleck that bitch. (laughs) Three draft. But I'm not having a dick battle with you two. One sealed token and an obnixilis, the adversary adversary card sleeve, and in depth art card style. Have fun editing that last sentence. Shut up, man. Danny. So, next Danny. up, we have New Compenna Tunes. All the music has been released for the New Compenna. All the tunes have the or have the vocal track and instrumental track as well. Don't side to this one compared to Neon Dynasty. All the tracks seem to be on their own album on Spotify. Don't worry, though. Big G had put a list together for us and threw it on our Discord so you can listen to all the songs without having to search too much. You're welcome. Another reason to join the Discord. Thank you, Big G. Anytime. Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. Sounds like you had too much free time. It was really dead at the piggy on Sunday. It's and no I, longer, the, the, the analogy is no longer beating a dead horse, it's beating a dead pig. Yep. And the pig in this case is Big smoked, G's It smoked for many hours overnight in a wonderful dry rub. How rubbed is it? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you have personal problems. Well, I don't want to wet rub, rub it too much. Rub it to the point of chafing. Yeah, maybe not chafing. You gotta leave some good flavor in there. <laughs> the flavor's in the back, ain't it? No, the flavor's in <laughs> the flavor's what in, the fuck? in the moisture when you put it into your mouth. Oh, okay, that's how that works. Yeah. He likes hey, all that juice in his mouth. Why don't you talk about this uh the list? There's a list. <laughs> the wonderful juicy juice. So first, we got some news on the list that comes with Streets of New Capella. Oh, did we? We did. And Finally. this one is a non rubbed list. That's what you think. Nublist? I, I think I think we've rubbed out enough jokes here. Oh. I'll, Stroked that one too much, Matt. I'll add that to the, the list of jokes not it, to try it's again. It's gun limped. Let's move on. 
<laughs> so the first big change is that uh, to the list is will be your tr- chance to get those secret layer cards in their MTG forms. They are mechanically the same and count as the same cards if they were using the same decks. So the Stranger Things ones, like where you get uh, 11, I can't remember any of the other kids' names and stuff. There's a uh, Hopper. Hopper is the, the sheriff. They now have their actual MTG form, and they're based on Innistrad characters, which surprisingly, from my understanding, do not have any backstory. And that was from Blogatog. Uh, that there's no like backstory on their like MTG characters and stuff. They're just kind of like here yeah, they are. And there's it's it's because it's creatures that should have never existed with they, abilities that should never have existed. They still got the, the the friends forever mechanic on them. So we're friends forever. The second change is that normally the list is 300 and some cards with a mix of commons to mythics. Uh, all ranging from MTG's history, but this time around, it'll be 67 cards, and 58 of them will be non-MTG version. 58 of them will be non-MTG version. Sorry, history. I typed this word. 58 of them are the are from MTG history, and where the other 11. nine of them are 11 of them are those. It'd no, nine. nine. It'd be nine. Yeah, it the is other, nine. Yeah, the other okay. nine are the MTG I, I was going to say, if it's 58 of them that are from Stranger Things, I'm never going to buy magic yeah. cards again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at so, least not this set. So, 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 yeah. This is one of the coolest things that they actually have done. And I feel like this is a significant thing that Wizards has done to the list. Um, I think we've mentioned it before on the podcast where the list is just too damn big for everything to, that you're getting and stuff. And I think, if I'm not mistaken... The professor made a video talking about, I know he didn't like the list, and I'm pretty sure he made a video talking about how the list having that many cards doesn't make the list any good. And I think, well, in that video, he kind of specifically talked about okay, what so they're, was the what they're, yeah, he did. Okay. Um, I was shaking my head when you said it. Okay. Just confirming. Maybe you're suck, just like having Suck, a- suck, suck. You let it overflow. It could have been worse. All right. Anyway. Could have been a limp piggy. Could have been over his lap like it's going to be all right so what he what he was talking about there too is the fact that one there's too many cards yeah yep. 300 plus cards is a lot that's a whole fucking set in a secret layer i know we've talked about that yep. on this set it's like isn't getting, that a whole page or is that's, that two, oh, a two one sheets? In, a one and quarter chance <laughs> suck big g isn't that two sheets uh i think sheets are aren't, no aren't i think that's sheets one, 150 I think that's one full sheet. Yeah, that is two sheets. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It's like two sheets per list, but before in the 300 manner, you were getting a list card a quarter of the time ranging from any of those. There was no like... Yep. yep. I know I know. it wasn't like this, 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 and this. It was just it'll randomized. S- so with this one too, it'll still be a quarter of the time you're getting a list card, but now it's drastically less, which one of the things that the professor talked about is, hey, if you're going to do something like this, Make it worth people's while yeah, and not do a limited number of cards. Not nobody wants a seventh edition fog. I don't know if that was on the list for but the fucking third time. Exactly, and it when was there's a that cavern kind of, a of souls cool card that's been on the list since Kelp Zendikar Rising. It was yep. on Zendikar Rising, and it's been on since I think they just dropped it in Crimson Vow. No, yep. was it Crimson Vow yep. that uh, they dropped? Or cavern no. of Souls was dropped from the list, or was it? I think it was Neon Dynasty. Neon Dynasty. It got dropped from the list. It was, but it was on there for a long time, but not enough to really significantly move the price on the card for being for people being able to get it. But again, the fact that it's now dropped at sixty seven cards will now make the list like 
a lot more and it's and it's just rares and mythics. And yeah, more enticing. Just rares and not mythics. commons. Yeah, I think the commons, commons some of the commons and uncommons were fine because you'd get those higher value uncommons sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I pulled a herald's horn out of one of my list cards. And yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a good that's a good card. And it's it has some money behind it as well. So I, it, it only got printed in the commander decks. Like there was no other yeah. printing of it. So I guess in in instances like that, the list is a cool thing to do. I would say maybe what they need to do, and we'll see how it goes with New Capenna with it just being rares and mythics, because you're going to get the shit rares and mythics in it too. That's just a natural thing. They're not going to print money each time with these. But maybe they switch it to value over rarity. I think this is like where they're gonna like kind of like do the the quote unquote like extra lottery tickets that what they're kind of doing as uh, has been shown <laughs> with all the different variants and stuff right. that are coming. But if you, but if you think about it, if they were to go to hey, let's print some list value cards like actual like monetary value cards, they'd sell more. They would because they'd be they become chase cards exactly. That's exactly it's, what uh, Demoned with the neon print or the neon. Oh, hey, it's Sugu. There we go. Like, that's exactly what he was out of the collector's boosters for fun, Neon Dynasty. So. Fun fact, little side tangent that's actually kind of tangentially connected to this. Uh, ben Belize of Star City Games just today posted an article talking about uh, from his uh, gathering of Streets of New Capenna pull rate information and stuff. Apparently, the gilded planeswalkers are going to be just as rare as the Hidetsugus. Like for their really for their pull rate chance, there's four different variants of them, ranging from gilded showcase to uh, etched showcase to borderless foil to uh, extended art foil. So that that actually should be the way it is yeah. for like the yeah. like and, the cards that have four different art values are variants in a set like you don't want to overpopulate everything with like hey i got one of these too want to trade no i already got like four of them because i pulled four of them in four packs i mean we can definitely look at uh hititsuga consumes all the uh, devouring case chaos hititsuga consumes all is the rakdos uh saga hititsuga devouring chaos like itself as the normal card is like 60 cents or yeah, something like it's that. It's ridiculous. And there was just some people on the... Uh, one of the Fargo pages selling one for... The red ink one for like... Was it two grand? No. I think he had it down to... Like he was willing was to part with it for 15. Okay, so that one was the 1500. There, there was people on like different Facebook uh, buy, trails, buy, sell, swap sites that were like... Had a range of them on there. And it was crazy to see. You know, it's like... Uh, the yellow one, the one that you get with, uh, that you could have only got with the, it was the buy box with, wasn't that WPN? With Premier, yeah. yeah, only with Premier, uh, WPN Premier stores with the buy box, you had a chance to get the yellow Hidetsugu. Yep. That one's like 500 bucks right yeah. now. The red one, or it, so it goes yellow, blue, green, green red. red, or is it yellow, green, blue, I, red? The, the, blue. the middle, green. the middle ones I think are swapped out, but either way, red it's, is the rarest. Red so. is the rare. Yes. And people are selling those online. It's ridiculous to see that. It's and so, nuts. So, so again, uh, Ben Blewise, he did the math, uh, from information that he has been able to publicly gather. And from what wizards has announced, cause wizards hasn't given exact numbers, but like the they never gil- will, the gilded, planeswalker variants coming in streets of new compenna according to him 
should be just as rare as the i can't remember which color hititsugu he said but just like the neon ink hititsugus in general so the pull rate even on the blue or the green one whichever is the lowest of the ones that you could pull from a collector's pack is still a lot i think he was saying in like 426 packs you have a chance to get one of the planeswalkers which includes obnixless vivian uh, elspeth was is there a fourth one no, it's just the three. Just the three. So far, it's just the three. Because the other main character in the story is the legendary angel. So, but yeah, so I don't. This next bit got me super excited. Yeah, it's it's just the three planeswalkers so far. Okay, unless there's gonna be another one spoiled before the end of Ever, all spoilers are out. Are they? Yep. All right. Okay. Yeah. It, it, uh, she's a new companion. Fully spoiled. This spoiled. Let us let us know if you guys want us to do. I know we tried this a couple of times of doing like a full on this weekend MTG set review. Those that's, got long. Those got very long. Oh god. So uh, to keep talking about the list here, side tangent off. Uh, the third change is one uh, is one card getting that beautiful golden age treatment from Streets of New Capenna, and that is Rafik of the Many. And quote unquote, holy shit, does this look amazing? Unquote from Big G. Dude, <laughs> so, it's fucking awesome. This is how they can like really fucking optimize utilizing what the list can do for the cards. Like, I, I don't want to be like poo pooing on what the list was before. Like, the list was not a cool. Uh, the list and concept is a cool thing. They made it really broad and stuff before, but now they're like honing in on what the list can actually do and doing different arts of old cards is just like a shoe. And this is like kind of a. Uh, uh, a separate secret lair in the set that you can open up. Like, how fucking cool is that? You it's, now have the chance to pull a Rafik of the Many, which would probably have been chucked in a secret lair, uh, gilded with a Atraxa and yep. Brea and Yidris, not Yidris, y- yeah, Yidris, and whatever, and shit in there. But now you can open it in a fucking set booster. And just, like, so... starting with stuff like this is really cool of Wizards to do. And, I don't know, like, I think this falls back on the the, the, the whole thing of, like, we gotta be patient with Wizards. Like, they're, they're trying new shit. This is uncharted grounds that, I mean, you can, you can kind of look at what, like, sports cards have done, but sports cards are not the same as what fucking magic is. But no, this is super freaking exciting, and I don't know, the part that, I like that they, they've kept it too, and this, I'm gonna take this one away from you. I like that they've kept the list just in the set boosters. It incentivizes people to buy the set boosters. Yes, yeah, and that's the other thing. It is in set boosters, and it, it, it makes the set booster feel like the chance to be like a collector booster because collector boosters are for those high-end magic players because they're selling for like 20 to 25 dollars a pack set boosters are six dollars 5.99 4.99 a pack something they're not much more than draft yeah so it's like the more the more financially conscious casual magic player is just like it's it's more bang it's more bang for your buck when it comes I was to about set boosters. Yeah, I don't even buy draft boosters anymore. No, it's I the, buy set boosters unless you're actually drafting. There's no reason to buy draft boosters. Nope. And there's unless you're playing open flippy dad drinky. Well, I, I mean, mean, you could do well, it with a set booster. You too. could do that with collector booster too if you wanted to. Oh, that's the premier. Very expensive. That's the premier game that has its own separate rules. I almost bought those last time, but I, didn't. <laughs> I want to spend seventy-five bucks on those. We got to get some fancy beers and drinks. So, people, for that. if you want to sponsor us for. Uh, Flippy dot drinky, that'd be great. Right. So send in three packs or whatever packs you want and just we'll do it. Nah. So all in all, the list is a really cool thing that 
I feel this is a good like a good flag post, a good signpost of what potentially can come because now we're coming up to uh, the new Dominarias, the Brothers War, Dominaria United, uh, and like have it, has it been confirmed set boosters for like Baldur's Gate? I don't for I don't, that one. I don't a, think we there would be. Yeah, no, just it's, because it's, it's commanders. So yeah, it's so just it's, a draft. It's, it'll be draft and collector. And the and that has commander decks though, right? Or I, no? I would assume so. I think okay. Well, we'll get more information. No, I think because talk- New Capenna is the we get five decks where all the other ones are just two. Oh, okay. So that's what it is. Yep. The premier sets. Yeah, for premier sets five, get them. Five color. Uh, Boulder's or- Gate should just have drafts and uh, collectors. So yeah. What if they come out with the new alchemy? Oh, no, no, man. Alchemy. Elk- well, no, they, they do have Boulder Gate alchemy cards coming out. That was I, I wasn't saying. I didn't mean alchemy. I meant uh, uh, what was the Planeswalker game? Plane chase? No, the one you got the spin die. The uh, spin die. Well, yeah, you got it from. You got the little uh, life counter that you click down. Arch enemy. There we go. No, not arch enemy. It was the. It was like the the five pre-made decks. Oh, anthologies. There we go. There we oh. go. Anthologies. Okay, if they that's said, where Elkme came and was like, "Hey, it's yeah, hey, yeah, no, there it's we not go. That. There we go. We got there. Anthology. There we if go. they did like a, if they did like a commander anthology again at the time of Baldur Ga- Baldur's Gate release, that would be pretty sick. I'd say. I don't think they're gonna do the anthologies anymore. We haven't has, seen those in years. Has Probably that not. has that been confirmed as a discontinued product? Then? I think so. Okay. Just like the dual decks and rest in peace dual decks. Oh damn it! That was and the premium decks too, like the slivers. Yeah, yeah, so, that too. I still think we should make a D and D commander game, dude. I'm told I'm totally behind you. Have you that. heard my idea about that? We'll have to talk about. Okay, this it later. sounds good. Was that I just, in the Discord? I just got or was a that on no, I think that was like G. us. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, no, seriously, dude. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, these set boosters. Yeah, dude. I, the got list- my, I got my pre-order in. So, dude. The, uh, speaking of pre-orders, check out up Sports Cards and Gaming and get your pre-orders, pre-orders in. Pre-ordered needs. Yep. And let's uh let let Josh know or whoever that takes your pre-orders that the guys over at this weekend MTG sent you. Can't guarantee anything cool will come out of that just yet, but do it. And then things in the future might come out of this that. This is more traffic that we in, in, induce. Yep. That was what I was looking for. All right. So actually the last bit of news that we're only gonna touch on just a little bit. We're not gonna go full on into it just because of the nature of it. So Fast forward. Get ready to fast forward here after Big G tells you. Uh, we're going to talk a little. There was a uh, a gentleman who got the chance to open some Commander Legends Boulder Gate pack and decided to spoil the shit out of things. So if you don't want to hear any of the little bits we're going to talk about this, skip forward until you hear Conjured Currency. I was going to say, let's let's limit to this to like three minutes here. I think we can do a pretty good job of limiting this to three minutes. Well, here. I was going to say even less, honestly, but... Um, Knowing us, three minutes. Okay. <laughs> Knowing you. <laughs> hey, now. Not All right. us. So there are some, you know, they spoiled out some of the characters that are going to be there too, which, again, I'm just not going to talk about. A few things that I am going to talk about. One, they are bringing back the, 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 the book art. Uh, what is it called? Uh, the instruction manual. Oh, it's, yep. Um, so they're bringing that back. Scroll book. Scroll. Thank you. No, that was confirmed already on the. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Well, we it's, it's super confirmed. Yeah, but it was confirmed on weekly MTG, like yeah. with the the lightning bolt. So that. Oh, yeah. I suppose you're right. Yep. Never yeah. Mind. My bad. 
Um, they are bringing back adventure, so things can go on adventures again. Um, it is a D&D set, so dice rolling will be a part of this. Some popular reprints are getting done, like Arcane Signet. That one I will spoil. It's in there. Um, it's got some cool new art, if the art is to be believed. Um, and let's see. Oh, the uh, background mechanic, which we don't have too much on it yet, other than it's a new mechanic. But yeah, that um, that's all I'm going to go into it, just because, you know, we talked about this when we... Um, in a couple of our interviews, just when spoilers like this come out and it's leaks, you don't want to talk about it too much. Yeah, don't want to give too much credit to the... Uh, I know we've talked about it on the podcast. Not a fan of people who go out and like kind of do this because these, these could have been uh, spoiled cards to whatever uh, content creator that... Yeah, and there could be new content creators that are getting it too, So which yep. is like they... Fast forward five years, this week in MTG becomes a bigger thing. It, this could have been one of our cards that was getting spoiled. So, right, and, and, and it, it's rough. It's like I get the excitement of wanting to show the cards, but I don't know. It's really unfortunate. I mean, I don't know. This comes every fucking set. Like, there's always going to be spoiled cards that come like a week I or two before. So I haven't seen. Spoilers. I haven't seen this big of a leak. Yeah, in this a is a long time though. I think the last big leak. Wow, God! What it was, was like it? it was like three cards, and it was out of it wasn't they, it wasn't any of the Innistrad ones. It no, was there was right before there was an Innistrad uh, leak, primarily with the commander decks that that came out. That was oh, the I'm just deck. I'm just talking main set stuff. Okay, but I think it was what was right before Innistrad. Uh, Afr, yeah, it was Afr, yeah. yeah. So the I think there was like says. yeah, <laughs> maybe there's a correlation here. Ah, maybe. anyway, well. But even even like obviously if we we've talked about getting Voxy on and she's like you, like she saw with this and was like really if you're a content creator why are you doing this like what's the point the, of doing it because I didn't look this, into who it was was it a content creator that spoiled it all it has to be somebody on TikTok that's all I wanted that's all I found like wanted to like it's, delve into it's it. either, like, they posted it up on TikTok <clears throat> and then had uh, imager imager imager, imager. photos photos of it like saved and then they're like it got shared on reddit and i oh, wasn't geez. part of so it's so it's either a content creator or it's a worker at watsy or a store owner i think that's a big thing too is like but you got how, how did the store owner have it already they send out products to some i think it's some premiums distributors, get them distributors primarily too oh just uh so some distributors get them and they can like let stores get them early which is kind of a no-no and stuff and it's all kind of a hush hush thing like I'll get this to you early as long as you don't say this came from this distributor or whatever and shit yeah. like that. From from my cursory understanding of how some of this shit goes down. Yep, that's fucked up. Right? But, yeah, that's... So, there we go. That's all we're going to say about it right now. We're not going to fuel more of this fire. We're going to jump into our next section. Conjure currency! And it's more so just so that way we're not giving the attention to it. Now let's get pissed off on the prices. Wee. Okay, so let's move over to the contract currency section <clears throat> where we talk about magic finance Holy prices shit. of notable cards that are moving up. And we this use first the, one sucks. <laughs> the amazing resource, mtgstocks.com, who comes out with a weekly winner's article that goes over three to five cards of note that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. The weekly winner's articles drops on Friday. We record on Monday. So if there's any price differences between then and now, we will let you know and... Let's jump into it. 
second one sucks too. So good news. Everything currently is based on actual cards that have been officially announced. So some yeah. of these some of these cards originally were starting to move up in price because they were like again leaks that came out and magic price speculators like pounced on them. But officially, all these cards have been a spo- uh, have been officially released and are now visible on their actual website and stuff. So first up, we have Scar Blade Elite, black black for a two two elf assassin that reads tap remove an assassin card in your graveyard from the game destroy target creature. This card has been printed only in Morning Tide. Has jumped up thirteen hundred percent, chilling around fifteen ninety nine. Uh, at an average price. Uh, yes, this has only been printed in Morning Tide, but as of today, you can look at the market price of this card. It is $2, average price 10 So that means that people online are trying to push this a lot higher than what people are actually buying it at. Foils of this card, probably more accurate because it's a Morning Tide set, are about $20. European average of Scarblade Elite is $0.50. Cents. So this card, which is an Elf Assassin, is, Im- is important because in the commander product for Streets of New Capenna, there is an assassin lord that came out that was announced, Marin the Killing Quill. And I gotta look, pull this up in another tab. Marin the Killing Quill is one black, black legendary creature vampire assassin. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, exile it with a hit counter on it. Assassins, mercenaries, and rogues you control have death touch and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, you may remove a hit counter from a card that player owns in exile if you do draw a card and create two treasures. And because of this card getting spoiled, you are first off, you're seeing some assassins and more importantly, mercenaries, which have only been printed back in the day in Mercadian Mask Block where there's mercenaries there. So... Honestly, a lot of those cards, those interesting mercenaries might be shooting up in price or seeing some sort of like price flux in the next week or so as soon as, you know, more people are brewing decks, posting them out. But because of that, uh, because of that, Scarblade Elite is moving up because of Mary the Killing Quill. Another card of note here, a card that deals with hit counters, uh, Etrata the Silencer, which came out in guilds of ravnica which is black blue 2 for a 3-5 legendary vampire assassin that reads that it can't be blocked and whenever it deals combat damage to a player exile target creature that player controls and put a hit counter on that that player loses the game if they own three or more exiled cards with hit counters on them so having a tarata along with mari can get just like straight up be a, a, a win the game piece there Next up in the weekly winners, we have Hell Carver Demon. Black, 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 three for a 6 6 demon that reads Flying. Whenever Hell Carver Demon deals combat damage to a player, sacrifice all other permanents you control and discard your hand. Exile the top six cards of your library. You may cast any number of non land cards exiled this way without paying their mana cost. This card has only been printed in Rise of the Eldrazi and. It had a thirteen, a 1,300% increase again. Wow. Just had to double check that. And now it is sitting around $16.08. But as of today, market price is $12.82, while the average price is $12.99. Foils of this card are going for $51.50. The European average is $231. 
Christian, to, to hit, us up, hit us up with these Hellcarver demons. Yeah, that's a, that's a six times profit, six X profit there, man. Let's do this. So, so yeah, it's a Hellcarver demon. You read that and you're thinking like, why would a person want to put that in their deck? Well, dear listener, let me tell you about this new card that got spoiled called the Beamtown Bullies. Have bullets. You got... Oh, it's they've got so on the link it says bullets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It reads bullies though. Yep. So new card confirmed in the commander deck, Beamtown Bullies, which is a Jund one four four ogre devil warrior legendary creature that has vigilance and haste and reads tap target opponent whose turn it is puts target non-legendary creature card from your graveyard onto the battlefield under their control it gains haste goad it at the beginning of the next end step exile it this is gonna be a nice one trick pony (sighs) yeah okay so to kind of break down what is happening here is if you are running a Beamtown Bullies commander deck, you're going to have Hellcarver Demon in your deck. You manage to have Hellcarver Demon make it into your graveyard, and then you're going to activate the Beamtown Bullies. Discard. And put it on whatever opponent's board that you want. And it is forced to attack because it is goaded. So when it attacks, and uh, it has to deal combat damage, so I guess if they have enough to block it, but... It's a it's a it's a very scary game of Russian roulette here. Essentially, the thing dies, but it's like still, you want your opponent to block this thing, and um, if if the opponent attacks whatever other opponent that doesn't have a flyer, if none has a flyer, they're sacking their board, and they're only going to get like they exile six cards from their library, and they can only cast non land cards. So it might it might be a whiff and shit like that. So it's a tough card. It's very back breaking in this style of a deck, and. That's one of the reasons why this Beamtown Bully deck is moving this up in price so significantly. So, but there are a few other cards that we're going to mention here real quick that are moving up in price that also deal with Beamtown Bullies. Putting things into your opponent's play so that way you get cool effects or they get negative effects. Starting off with Eater of Days, four mana, nine, eight Leviathan, Flying Trample. When it comes into play, you skip your next two turns this jumped up 393 percent and is chilling around seven dollars market price 398 average price 660 so i mean it's kind of moving up there foils i'm not sure about this 190 dollars for a foil of this card only printed in dark steel i was about to say no it's believable mystery booster it has a mystery booster printing but it's very believable that that could be the actual price with all this now. Yes. Uh, European average is 72 cents. So <laughs> this is moving up uh, as being another card that goes in the Beamtown Bullies deck. You also have Tempting Worm, the classic hug card of green one. You're welcome. <laughs> worm. When it ETBs, each opponent may put any number of artifact, creature, enchantments, and or land cards from their hand onto the battlefield. It's a 5-5 five, five Worm. This killed us last time, you're Danny. You're welcome. No, you're not welcome. You're welcome. We got killed to infect because of you're this. Welcome. So that has I jumped speed up. I speak games up. I don't slow them down. Three hundred some percent, and it's selling. Uh, it's selling now at three dollars and eighty-seven cents. Average price of around seven dollars. Foils going for forty-seven. European average of fifty-seven cents. I'm the ying to Matt's yang. <laughs> you also have bronze bombshell. I'll give 
I'll give you guys one guess. Do you know what bronze bombshell does? I only know about this because I wanted to do something stupid in a modern deck with this card. Wait a minute. Isn't this the four colorless? If it, someone else controls it, deals damage when it dies. Did you read this before? No, I didn't <laughs> read anything before. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay, so bronze bombshell. Four mana, four one, artifact creature construct. And it was printed in dissension and it reads whenever a player other than bronze bombshells owner controls it that player sacrifices it if that player does bronze bombshell deals seven damage to them can you have really a zedru deck in modern a zedru that gives people your stuff right zedru does but zedru is only in commander you can yeah, do it in say, legacy that's what um, i was saying is bizarre it? trader <clears throat> trades artifacts oh there you go so that jumped up uh, 250 or 35% around $10. You got a market price of 514, average price of 10. Foils going for 3445 and a European average of a euro and a quarter. And the final card that's moving up because of Beamtown Bullies is the one, the only leveler. <laughs> Five mana, ten ten artifact creature juggernaut. When it ETBs, exile all cards from your library. <laughs> you just can you can mill in Jund now. This isn't even mill. You just you don't even mill this. You don't have a chance to hit that Eldrazi you put yeah. in for mill. Your library is just fucking gone. You got Time Spiral Remastered. Printing's going for two sixty three, three bucks. Foils for 150, European average of 35 cents. Original printing in Mirrodin is going for a buck 85, average of 249, meaning that more people are selling it at 250, but people are buying at 185. Foils going for 867, and it has a European average of 48 cents. That's crazy. Right? Significant price difference between the Time Spiral remastered and the OG Mirrodin printing of it. So yeah, uh, Hellcarver Demon, a hell of a card and moving up a lot of cards because of Beamtown Bullies. Who would have thought? All right. Have you guys seen this combo of this card coming up here next? I have. Yeah. When it got, when Vivian got spoiled. This is so convoluted. So many steps. It's not going to be as good as people are fucking saying it is. That's why it's jank. It's a lot of, it's jank for sure. It's a lot of pieces and people are just super excited about a lot of pieces that can like do something kind of legit and you get to use a card that was like 50 cents for the longest fucking time. And that's probably the reason why this is seeing a jump. Plane bound accomplice. One of the cards of like jank brewers love letters. I won't read the list. What? I want to read the combo. You want to read the combo? Okay, I'll read the card. You read the combo. Red 2, 1-3, Human Wizard. You pay a red. You may put a Planeswalker card from your hand onto the battlefield. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. It's a sneak attack for Planeswalkers. This card jumped up from $0.50 and a market price of $2.97. Average price of three fifty. Foils going for 20 European average of $0.62. Only printed in Modern Horizons. No other variants of this. This is the only time this card got printed. So now, Danny, what is the convoluted combo that is Plane Bound Accomplice that everybody has got in a tizzy? Run in seven. Just kidding. Run seven is <laughs> in the picture. That's why Run I said seven it. is in the picture. Uh, so first up, we have make sure you have play, play Bound Accomplice on the battlefield. Step two, sneak in Vivian of the Hunt. Got to read that one. Give me a second, Matthew. <laughs> I didn't read that one. I well, it's just, it, just read number three. 
It's the plus ability. Okay. Well, first you got it. Plus three. Actually, it's step three. Uh, use the plus two ability to sacrifice a creature and search your library for a creature card with mana value equal to one plus the sacrificed creature's mana value. In this case, you sacrifice accomplice. So you so search your library for Feldar's Guardian. Uh, step four is Feldar, Feldar Guardian comes into play. Flicker Vivian of the Hunt, meaning you can use her ability a second time. Sacrifice um, Feldar Guardian to Vivian's plus two and find Karmic Guide. Return Feldar Guardian and Flicker Vivian again. Sacrifice this to Vivian's plus two. Find Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker. Copy Karmic Guide with Kiki. Return F- Guardian to the battlefield. Flicker Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker. Make a bazillion guardians with Kiki Jiki. By copying a bazillion times with Kiki and flickering Kiki, attack with the Brazilian hasty felon guardians, and you win the game. I feel as if there's an easier fucking way to do this. But that'd be... It's... There probably is. There is a way that was in modern that was this Jeskai combo deck that people are like, this is too slow for modern. Do we all remember this? Yes. Corey Baumeister was on this deck for a while. I was like, this is a good deck. But then never Ever, went anywhere. The masses are like, no, too slow. Okay, okay. B- Big G, tell us about this deck that was before this playing battle accomplice, this extra step deck. It essentially boiled down to this. You ready? Here we go. You have the last three steps to this working without the first fucking six. Yeah. You just have Kiki Jiki out and Felidar Sovereign, and then you just... Felidar Guardian. Or Felidar Gar- Guardian, and you just flicker Kiki Jiki back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and you have a freaking bunch of these Guardians, and you swing them, and you go. And the- it's it's one of those things that this can this combo goes off on turn four, Compared to having Kiki Jiki on turn five, but then if, you get, if if you're playing by turn, I'm just saying by turn, by turn with mana value, but with by mana tu- value by turn, you also have the one that made this all possible in the beginning was Sahili Rai from yep. Aether Revolt. That's three mana. You cast Sahili, you do its plus one. Turn four, you drop a Felidar, neg to Sahili, and you do that thing where you make a bunch of Felidar tokens. <laughs> the exact same thing on turn four. Why are people all about a fucking pod Vivian in this goofy ass? Because it's, because it's a combo you don't uh, see coming. I'll give that to you. I'm a Jango no, bullshit. This is, one of the, this is exactly like uh, Teferi who stops the sun. You see this coming a fucking mile away. <laughs> but you never think about it. You see it coming a mile a fucking way. And yuff, there are so many ways to just go, nope. <laughs> no, but nope. you don't because you don't worry about it. Bullshit. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just one of those. It's like, yeah, obviously it's a multi-card combo, but it's one of those combos. You need to that- be in so many colors. You need to be in red. You need to be in green. You need to be in white. And is there blue in there? Was no. there blue in there? There wasn't any blue. No, in it's there. just no, not not in. Yeah, just Karmic Guide yeah. is the only other thing. So this first off, this is Commander. Karmic Guide is not fucking modern legal. No. <laughs> just gonna point the, that out. This there. is they they strictly figured this out for a Commander. I'm going to put this in Rith. Do yes. it. Yes, please. Do it. And no, because the then side. I have to remove shit from Rith, and I don't want to move shit from Rith. <laughs> so I, I, I fucking love, I love jankiness, but I hate the fact that people took this jankiness, and now these prices are just getting run hot. If you want any of these cards, if you want Vivian, if you want Felidar, if you want Karmic Guide, if you want fucking Playing Bound Accomplice, wait like a month. 
right? There's no rush. People are like, this is the coolest thing ever. Vivian, and then it's going to be like. Vivian on the Hunt right now from market's only selling for $12. Pre-selling. Pre-selling for $12. Yeah. Foils yeah. at 14 and a half. There's going to be other. It's not that expensive pre-sale. There's going to be other fucking crazy interactions that it does. Like, what if you do anything with, what's that? Not, not Empress Scalia. What's the, the fucking pod creature from Return to Ravnica? Not Return to Ravnica. Return to Return to Ravnica. No, I think you're thinking of War of the Spark. Is it from War of the Spark? Yeah. The, the pod creature? Yep. The uh, Simic one? Simic one, yeah. Yeah, like you do some sort of like Simic pod shits with this instead of a fucking Nea Kiki-Jiki token combo. Yeah. Leave Nea alone. What did they do to you? They did nothing. Naya did nothing, okay? Just let it be. Exactly. It resolves. Okay. <laughs> it resolves to number four. Number four, which... If I'm not mistaken, I did post this one up. Was a JB special card. It was a JB special card. But oh God, am I crazy? Did I see that this is like getting in one of the decks too? No, I don't think it is. But I think the big thing, the big thing, is because of one of the. Uh, did you say what it is yet? No, I'll read it here first. Okay. So, devoted druid, green one elf druid zero two that has tap add green to your mana pool. Put a neg one counter on devoted druid. Untap devote devoted druid. This card only uh, has had a couple printings, uh, originally printed in Shadow Moor. It's a common, jumped up 254%, now chilling around $10.80. As of today, market price Monday is $8.01, average price of $10.44. Foils going for $69, nice, $99, with a European average of a Euro 33. It was only printed one other time in Ultimate Masters, and that also has a high price tag at Uncommon at $8.50. Now, Devoted Druid has kind of got a lot of couple things going for it these last two times. Uh, in uh, what was the one? The the cup holder, the cup holder enchantments in Kamigawa in the commander deck. There's something that like this bear has cup holders in it. It turns a creature into a vehicle, and you could like Put as many fucking neg one counters on it and get all the green mana that you want with Devoted Druid on this on turn three. So Devoted Druid's been getting a lot of combos. But what's the new card that's making this uh, making this popular right now, Big G? Uh, this one is, uh, there it is, uh, Luxier Gidea's Gift, uh, which is, sorry, let me pull it up so that way we can actually freaking read it. This is one of the new, oh, God damn it. They don't have the, uh, Okay. So this is a one-cost, yes, it works with Urza's Saga, legendary artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each counter on it. So it's not getting a plus one, plus one counter. It just gets plus one, plus one. Equipped creature isn't a planeswalker, and it is a creature with in addition to its other types. So loyalty abilities can still be activated. With an equip a planeswalker of one or equip three. So for those of you who haven't put two and two together, you put a neg one counter on it to untap it. Oh, that would make the creature smaller. And it could... Oh, wait a minute. It's a counter. So it gets plus one. It nets nothing. Yep. But you know what? You get to add infinite mana. Infinite green. That could get filtered in whatever other way. Or you could just do like a big fucking finale of devastation. But I mean, to, honestly, I this one it seems a lot cooler than the uh, Vizier of Remedies. So that one was a. It's a lot harder piece to interact with, right? Um, so for those of you who don't know, Vizier of Remedies is a one and a and a white out of 
Amonkhet. Yeah. Hey, there we go. If one or more Negwan Negwan counters were put onto a creature you control, that many Negwan Negwan counters minus one are put on instead. So if you put on one, minus one. And you do this, but it's the same kind of effect, but a little bit few extra steps, essentially. Because somebody can mess with this, mess with the Vizier of Remedies a lot more than they can the equipment. Right. And the Vizier is two mana, where the equipment is one. So on turn three, you got two mana backup to... Uh, protect to protect devoted druid if you're going like turn two devoted druid turn three this sword and then you got two mana left open and stuff yeah. or or you can um or you could uh yeah the, the hard th- the hard like, thing is so the vizier and this is so as soon you play this you play devoted druid turn two you play vizier turn three you can get the infinite green mana on turn three whereas Oh no! Still turn three. Still, yeah, you still get this with turn three. The thing, but but the downside is there's a chance for you to lose this before you get any of the value out of it. I mean, that's how it's always gone with devoted druid and stuff. You got well, but see here with with the vizier, you can respond to them trying to destroy the vizier because you can just go, okay, cool. I'm gonna tap on tap, tap on tap, and you still get your infinite mana. Whereas you try to equip this to devoted druid, that is fair. There, there's more of a in response destroy the destroy the druid. I think a lot of people would be before the vizier lands or anything lands like on the stack. They're going to try and get the uh, the druid first. And so I, I honestly think this one will be a lot more of like a commander version of it. Oh, you guarantee that people are going to be trying this oh, in modern yeah. because like they're going to tr- they're going to try it. Devoted devastation decks. They're going to have. They're now going to be using Urza Saga to be able to pull yep. out this fucking sword and stuff. And they're like, now we can run uh, the 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 Shadow Spear. We can run the Nile Spell Bomb. We can run the Ga- Graf Digger's Cage, and we can be more uh, more adept to whatever matchups and stuff that we're doing no, in game I, two and stuff. And I completely agree. People are going to try to play this in modern, but I do think that this will be a little bit more of a commander-type interaction. Yeah. I think so. Just because, generally speaking, in commander, you kind of have some of those bigger flashy spells. Like, I'm thinking just my mono green deck where I have Genesis Wave. Mm-hmm. So, oh, cool. I can play everything. Yeah. Permanence. Permanence. Every yes. permanent. I can play every permanent, or I can decide how many permanents I want to do to not F myself over. Very true. So... One one thing of note, I uh, I was correct. Devoted uh, Devoted Druid is getting a reprint in the uh, Bedecked Brokers, Brokers deck, oh, yep. the uh, Bant deck, because it deals with counters and stuff. Yep. It is getting a reprint there. Would make sense. Uh, so so if you got them, sell them quick. Get them out of here. And I think that does it for the weekly winners. Big G. Tell us about these cheap pickups. I do have some cheap pickups for you, but this first cheap pickups was identified as an MTG Stocks premium penny stocks feature as a card that bottomed out for a bit and now is starting to have an uptrend, and that would be Breathtaker Safar. Seraph. Seraph. Yeah. I like Safar better. Jafar. Jafar. Okay, take it too far. I can't do Gilbert Godfrey. Rest in peace, sir. Oh. You look pretty close from Jeff, Jeff Close, but now I have to see you from Jafar. Ah. Ah, 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 ah. All right. Anyway, so this is four. <laughs> All right. So this is four colorless and two pings of white for a 4 4 angel creature. 
Two pings are white, you say? Two pings are white, I say. Ah. One ping. Ah, ah, ah. Two pings. Ah, ah, ah. Four colorless. Ah, ah, ah. There's no three, though. No three. Anyway, so this says flying and soulbound, and just in case you don't know what soulbound is, you may pair this creature with another unpaired creature when either enters the battlefield. They remain paired for as long as you control both of them. As long as this is paired with another creature, each of those creatures has. When this creature dies, you may return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of your next upkeep. That's pretty cool. And this is sitting at 125 and moving up. And sorry, I didn't say what this comes out of. This is coming out of the Commander Innistrad Crimson Vow deck. So there you go. All right. And the next one, my buddy Anthony, if he didn't already have all of his copies, would be picking this up very quickly. Tezzeret, Betrayer of the Flesh. It is sitting at $5.42 and slowly trending down. But don't worry, Danny. I got the I got the hookup for you. Ready? Fuck this card. Renin Seven is sitting at thirteen dollars and ninety nine cents and slowly trending down. I was talking about Tezzeret. My bad. Oh no, I was <laughs> talking about Renin Seven. So that way, I mean, if you want to fuck that card too, but you could buy them up while they're cheap and burn them all if you really want. But <sighs> I don't have that much money to waste. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Hey, hey, Matt. Quick question for you. A quick answer. If I that's was... a lie. <laughs> If I were to uh, want to know when to pick up cards when they're going to be really cheap or when to sell them when they're at their like optimal high price or maybe even like buy some kind of really cool sealed product, is there something I could use to like notify me of like when those cards would be at those optimal prices for either buying or selling? Of course. Oh, really? Well, yeah. What is it called? It's called listening to This Week in MTG, you scrubs. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we tell you all this shit. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. Is wow. there another resource that maybe uses what notifying you on like maybe Discord? Uh, like when we like when we don't have episodes and maybe we're all busy with our adulting lives and working jobs and having kids and all that. Matt doesn't have an adult life. When Danny and I are having our adult <laughs> lives, uh, this weekend of DG. Okay. It hypothetically <laughs> third party Hy- Matt third party hypothetically. Okay, I'm listening. Hypothetically. I'm listening. Okay. Something happens to all three of us this week. Oh, in M- this this week in MTG. Are you fucking wow. threatening this, us? This has gone to extremes, guys. I'm sorry. We don't make me get the flaccid pig again. We won't be here next week. Um, Danny, heard it here first. Danny, you see what I'm working with here. I have to go to the extremes to get the answer I'm trying for here. Hypothetically, something happens to all three of us, and we're not able to update the fans. And we're going to be going fucking on. in the barbecue cook pits. We're going to be in the barbecue piggies. cook pits. Your answer piggies. is TCG Sniper there, Snur. Oh, thank you, Danny. <laughs> Matt, take it away. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have heard it. <laughs> TCG you son of a bitch. The one time I get to you before you get to me and you fuck it up. It's good. Good work. It All right, good. go on. I enjoyed it. I Tell enjoyed us more it. about TCG Sniper. So TCG Sniper is an amazing price tracking website where you get to put in prices of cards and a desired price to get notified of if they're moving up or down. So let's say you want to know when that Tezzeret is moving to like three bucks or when you want to know when Devoted Druid is going from eight to five again after its reprint in the commander deck. You just enter that in on TCG Sniper and you get notified via text, Discord, uh, email, 
and it's a really cool service. You get uh, signing up, you get a free account of entering five cards in there. But if you sign up and mention that the guys over at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get their plus program for three months, which will give you 50 products that you can enter in. And I say products because it counts singles and sealed products as well on TCG Player. So yeah, check them out. Let them know that we sent you. Hey, do we, do, do we have anything else with our conjured currency before we jump into the Thoughtcast? Now let's just jump into the Thoughtcast. All right. Here's what I picked up for the Thoughtcast. Now that we've got the full spoiler out, let's find the three favorite cards of your three favorite hosts of a podcast that deals with MTG news that happens to be named This Week in MTG. So here are the rules I set forth for this one. None of us can pick the lands. So the Triome colored or Triome style lands, because we all know those are awesome and we all know we're going to like those. It can only be the main set. Nothing from just the commander decks. Okay. So I already picked my three, but we'll pick one at a time. So first, second, third, give him time to look since the two of us prepped. I just finished my prepping. Well, you prepped before he did. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here we go. This one is mine and I got to scroll down to it. So my number one pick, or rather the first one I want to talk about is Titan of Industry. And this is a green card. So three green pips, one pip, two pip, three pips, and four colorless. Ah, ah, ah. There you go, Dan, or Matt. All right. And this is a creature elemental. It isn't one of the mythic rares coming out of the set. It has reach, trample. It is a 7-7. But most importantly, when it enters the battlefield, choose two. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Target player gains five life. Create a 4-4 green rhino warrior creature token or put a shield counter on a creature you control. And for those of you who don't remember or haven't been paying attention, shield counters are essentially like totem armor. If something were to destroy it, you remove the shield counter and it sticks around for a little bit longer. Yep. I picked this one because this one is definitely going to be going into my Yarek deck. Because, oh, I get to pick two? Oh, that's really awesome. No, I get to pick four. Because I get to do it two times, Mm -hmm. so I can pick the same two twice. But yeah, so there's my first one that I wanted to talk about. I really like it. I think it's really cool. It could probably go into elemental decks, and because elemental decks have double triggers. Any green, it's going to be with, especially with all the, or green-white decks, any of the, the new Double activated abilities. Well, because, too, um, on this card specifically, it talks about putting shield counters on creatures you control, but you can put shield counters on other things, too, depending on the card that allows yep. you to put the shield counters on. So yep. it's a way to protect your artifacts or enchantments. So my first one is Halo Fountain. Oh, nice. Tell us more about it's this Halo a Fountain. It's white two for an artifact with three abilities. First up, we have uh, white tap, untap a target, Untap a tapped creature you control. Create a 1-1 one, one green white citizen creature token. Next up, we have white white tap. Untap two tar- uh, untap two tapped creatures you control. Draw a card. And then you have tap five white. Tap it. Untap 15 tapped creatures you control. You win the game. I'm just liking this just for the fact that, hey. Token decks are going to love this. Yeah, token decks. But you can... I'm just thinking right off the top of my head, a Shia Dex where your creatures are lands, tapped creatures, Ooh, produce these yep. lands, and therefore you can untap it and win the game. I dig it. 
All right, Matt, what's your first one you want to talk about, bud? Uh, he doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I even t- texted you this vastly early in the day. My day has been shits. I apologize. It's all good. Man, I, they, they, okay, so hold on. I got a blue card, but I want to... I'll read that first card. It's not the card I necessarily want to talk about. It's a cool meme card, but it'll give me another time. It'll give me a little more time to talk about... A little more time to talk about the other two cards that I have. Witness Protection. This is kind of a cool card. It's a blue enchantment aura, enchant creature. Enchanted creature loses all abilities and is a green and white citizen creature token with base power and toughness. One, one, named legitimate business person. It's named legitimate business person. It loses whatever. Your Rith is now a legitimate business person. Your Lathriel is a legitimate business person. Legitimate business person. Harmagoyf is a legitimate business person. I just... I. And you posted this one up, and I, my first thought is, oh, my God, this is worse than a fucking 3-3 elk. <laughs> it's so good. No, no, the one that I shared was in the no, commander deck that had split Oh, that's yeah, right. The, the one was split second. That makes them into clues. Not a card I'm going to talk about because, first off, it's breaking the rules. It's in the commander deck and not of the main set. So, But it kind of does the same thing. I, uh, As I was mentioning on the Discord, I am a fan of cards that make creatures lose their abilities. Like this Dress Down Merfolk Trickster. You have uh, Imprisoned in the Moon is another card that I like to use a lot. Uh, Danny's favorite card. Dark that's Steel in the, Mutation. In that same sphere is Dark Steel Mutation. I have been clapped by that Oh, many you played your Nekisar? I'm going to Dark Steal it. It does nothing. You have yeah. a 1-1 one, one that's indestructible. 0-1. Oh, yeah, 0-1. It's a 0-1. Just being a 1-mana, make your thing lose all of its abilities, I feel is super relevant. And the it doesn't have Flash, but I don't think that's a downside to this thing at all. There are, there are plenty of ways to make Flash happen. Yes, but uh, in in a standard format where crewing vehicles is a big thing, this now can like stop creatures from crewing because you're now making them like uh, whatever three three into a one one, and it's now going to be harder to crew their vehicles. Or it's, or you can well if you have Flash activated, you can do this to a freaking vehicle. You could that do this to awesome the vehicle ability, yeah. but you'd have to have flash for that anyway. You would, you would. Uh, it grounds a flyer, and it's just like I don't know. It just null nullifies anything. Uh, uh, Grease Fang will keep a crime boss is no longer getting your parhel their parhelians out of the fucking graveyard. And he said this was gonna be quick. I thought it was gonna be quick. <laughs> okay, so yes, uh, witness protection is is which this is be a quick one, so I can look at my other next card. All right, here's my number two I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I think, one, I like it because of the color scheme and what it does, but two, I like it because of the name and the recent like meme value of it. Rocco Cabar- Cabaretti Caterer. It is an X-cost Naya, so red, green, white, legendary elf druid. When Rocco enters the battlefield, if you cast it, you may search for a creature card with mana value X or less, put it on the battlefield, and shuffle. I like this for like ETB type effects. Like, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you know my X and I'm gonna go get Crater Hoof, Crater Hoof Behemoth. So it's a really cool way to get that. That also mm-hmm. adds another creature. Which there in like hypothetically, you play this, you play Crater Hoof, you at least get the the plus two plus two, mm-hmm. just on the strictest lowest value purpose of it. But the name for me is just awesome because it's a three one which means it's very easily going to die. And I just think of the Elmo memes. Oh, well, <laughs> bye-bye, Rocco. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So just like with the throne of Eldraine, when the gingerbread, the gingerbread man was revealed, and I'm sitting from across the hall or across the event center, and I hear somebody pulls, "Oh man, I got a gingerbread man! You're a monster!" <laughs> I'm just gonna be, "Oh well, bye bye, Rocco." Or oh, you know, boy. Rocco's modern life. There's a, there's another one too, but that that puts a date on me. So. That's like 98 Cartoon Network. Dude, that was Nickelodeon. Was it Nickelodeon? It was, it was Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Nick and Knight? No. It Nickelodeon. Was, yeah, dude, it was just on Nickelodeon. Yeah, Rocco. Rocco was Nickelodeon. Do you realize how much shit they got away with? Back think, in the yeah, 90s. Was, after, yeah. after a while, I think they put it on Noggin, which was the... Uh, the te- <laughs> Remember Noggin, which is the teenage Nickelodeon? But... Rocco. Fucking... Those was just Nick and Knight. Was Teen Nick? Logan. They had Nick no. and Knight. Nick and Knight had like what uh, TV Land was, yep. where you had like uh, uh, Happy Days, The Cosby Show. Uh, ha- but seriously, he worked for a freaking call-in sex line. Yep. Okay. Anyway, what's your number two? I go with Genie Faye Jetmere's second. It is hybrid green, blue, green, hybrid green, white. Legendary creature Elf Druid. If you control one or more tokens, you may instead create that many 2 2 green cat creature tokens with haste. So if you create one or more tokens, you may instead create that many 2 2 green cat tokens um, with haste or that many 3 1 green dog creature tokens with vigilance. Meow. Again, another solid card in any token generating deck. But I mean specifically too, like thinking about we we have been getting some cat and dog lord type stuff. Yep, this works just nicely with that too. So and this is technically a four color card too. So I know it's red green, not blue. I don't know why I said blue, but yeah, like green. The red green looks like a red blue. All right, Matt, you got your number two, and you can't pick the lands. Get off the lands. Fuck the lands. How dare you, sir? How dare you? We don't need them. We don't need those things. You don't need lands when you have. Uh, I actually need lands for that too. Oh, Matt, you find one yet? I like that? Oh my god! God you damn, see, bro! Just so, pick a card. So many cards. Pick a I card. Can't help it. Okay. Pick a card. Um, I want to talk about a card that is. I like this one. Jaxus the Troublemaker. When this one got shown, red three legendary creature, human warrior. You pay one tap, discard a card, create a token that's a copy of another target creature you control. It gains haste, and when this creature dies, draw a card, sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. It's a two three, and it also reads uh, has the blitz ability for red one. If you cast the spell for its blitz co- blitz cost, it gains haste, and when this creature dies, draw a card, sacrifice it to begin in the next end step. This thing is strictly better fucking kiki jiki. Like kiki jiki, yes, it. Uh, not strictly better Uh, i feel that's very strong words this falls into the same line of like kiki jiki fable of the mirror breaker of being able to make tokens of it doesn't any creature another target creature you can hit legendaries with this thing and it, it they die you draw a card you get value off of it you're swinging and you don't fucking care because you're getting a card off of it you're paying one mana making a token of whatever jet mirror fucking fat cat or whatever fucking your what was the, the the fucking Rocco thing that you're talking about? Like you get a fucking Rocco that draws a card when it dies. Jaxus does this. 
and being a four mana two three is okay human warrior human warriors have a lot of synergies i don't know if like in modern maybe like this is going to be good in like a human's deck but i feel being maybe. able to throw throw another copy of like a fucking oh i was about to say can you do this at any time you can only activate it as a sorcery oh i was about to say you could drop down a fucking like whatever at any time but no only as sorcery you're liking the troublemaker troublemaker's good i like it a lot Here, the, the the creature dies you draw a card Here's like the, I don't know. Forgive me for thinking that when a creature dies, you're drawing a card is 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 a is a good thing. I think that's a great. Thing. Well, no, because too, I mean, it's automatically going to die, and you could probably find some sweet synergies with this, where it's like, cool. I'm either going to beat the shit out of you, or I'm going to could do a number on you, draw some cards, get some more resources into my hand for next turn, where I could potentially kill you. Yeah, it fills the card that you discard to feed into it. So, I mean, it's like, and then there's also the discard synergies and stuff. One mana auto discard a card is not something that you want to shake a stick at because it fills your graveyard with what necessarily you want in there and stuff. Well, because then you even think about it too. You could some you could work this into a reanimator style deck. Yeah, where you one discard re-animate. it and then you reanimate it and how, then make a copy of it. How cool would it be able to make a uh, a copy of Archon of Cruelty with oh this? Oh my god! You know, some sort of Rakdos reanimator with persist and stuff like that. Oof. I think that sounds pretty interesting. And for Blitz too. So for three mana, you're making a copy of something. Yep. That too. You'll draw two cards then. You'll draw two cards. Two cards for three in red. Yes. And you don't have to, di- you just discard the one. Yeah, red, red, you need red, red, one for the activation, one for the cost on the blitz, and one. So three mana, red, red, one, to be able to activate, pitch something, make a copy of it. But then even to that copy could be hella fucking sweet. It could be another legendary. And then like if it's, it is a target creature you control. Yep. So, so. I mean, the, you, you are... Uh, you are beholden to what you have on your battlefield, but a lot of the times, like you can make it work. Like you've seen a lot of the the, the play patterns that Fable the Mirror Breaker has been doing, and the reason why it's been showing up a lot in some standard decks. Like I don't know, I think Jaxus is gonna be a uh, a solid card that goes in there, and also those forearms. Damn, she could put those forearms around my neck any day. Well, you know what? You've got your troublemaker. My number three is a disciplined duelist. And this is for a band. It is a 2-1 human citizen with double strike, and when it enters the battlefield, put a shield counter on it. So again, if it would be dealt damage or destroyed, remove the shield counter from it instead. One, it's a really cool card. Two, I I even, like as soon as I saw this card, all I saw was Michael J. White. Um, he's an actor. Um, prob- like if you've seen any cool martial arts movie, he's probably in it. Mm-hmm. Like all I see is him here, especially with the positioning and everything in the original art. Like it's a good card in the first place. Even if it wasn't a good card, I probably still would have it on here just for the fact of it looks just like him to me. Anyway, I know I posted it up on one of the other groups when they spoiled it, and I was like, "Anyone else just see uh, Michael J. White? Just me? Nope. Oh, oh, cool. Plenty of people. All right, cool. Thanks. Bye. All right, that's all I got." Mine was my number three was really quick and simple. So, Danny, what did you got for your number three? So I initially had Sanctuary Warden, which is a Angel Soldier for White White Four flying. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you or it enters the battlefield with two shield counters on it. Um, when he enters, or and then whenever Warden enters the battlefield or attacks, you may remove a counter from a creature or planeswalker you control. If you do, create a, a draw card. 
and create a 1-1 green and white citizen creature token. Again, this is guys a 5-5 and has flying. But I was going to change it to, speaking of that guy, what Matt was talking about, I was going to change it to Archine Bombardment, which is red, red, four, enchantment. Whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell each turn, exile an instant sorcery card at random from your graveyard, then copy each card exiled with Bombardment. You may cast any number of copies without paying their mana cost. I'm just going back to burn. It's like, oh hey, this it's is so good. It's it's too high of a cost for a burn deck, but I mean, I mean, commander style burn decks would be really good in. So. True, just spellslinger decks in general. Yeah, yeah. And is it burn? I was actually thinking of building an is it burn commander deck. You could say does it burn instead of is it. Ooh. <laughs> awesome, isn't it burning? Ooh, even. V- Fuck yeah, man. That's there you go. Top fucking shelf right there. I, I come up with good names every once in a while. Okay. Real quick, because we'll we'll give Matt a few more seconds to uh find his third card he wants to talk about. I got like three card four cards that I want to talk about. Pick one. Pick one. But anyway, <sighs> while he's picking his one, I've been really excited about like naming some of my decks on Moxfield. Yep. So my elf deck. Elves, baby, elves. Is it a burn, baby, burn? That should be it's my modern elves. deck. Or my modern deck. I like big elves and I cannot lie. Hey, you you can fucking snuff all you want. I fucking have fun. Do you have the, the music emojis around it so people know that they got to sing it like that in their head? No, but I fucking should. You should. Okay, so But, I, but I, here you go, last one. I think I got my card. This one was op- more Oprah-themed. My token deck. You get a token. You get a token. But in reality, I get a token. Only I get the tokens. All right, go. Cool, I'm done. What's your third card? Okay, so what kind of uh, blue mage would I be if I didn't talk about an offer you can't refuse? <laughs> There's more implications to this card than, than 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 is at first flush with this card. Single blue, instant, counter-target non-creature spell. Its controller creates two treasure tokens okay so cursor area you're looking at this and it's like oh i'm countering whatever non-creature spell and i'm giving them two treasure tokens for that first off swan song is a thing like yes <laughs> giving the man is a little more dangerous than a 2-2 bird but but this is non-creature all non almost non-conditional counter spell pretty solid in that case but one way that i want to look at this as well is turning your head to the side and it reads counter target non-creature spell it doesn't have to be an opponent's you can counter your own spell and let this be like a pseudo one mana two card ramp spell on like turn one you can drop turn two a a, a two drop kind of a thing three card three cards down to be able to do that it's it's rough but in certain situations like not not necessarily like in the early stages of the game that you're going to be wanting to like counter a tormod's crypt or whatever zero drop artifact ornithopter or you can't get an ornithopter so yeah tormod's crypt mishra's bobble like countering that to get two treasures is something but if you're going to be going in some sort of like counter war as well you could do like the janky remand kind of thing where it's like you remand your own spell you draw the card you can count, like, you cast your spell, uh, whatever spell you're casting, your opponent tries to counter it, and you counter your own counter spell. You counter your spell, 
that's not a creature and you get the treasures off of that and your opponent just kind of wasted that counter spell and it's like you you at least gain two more mana uh, what i'm saying is like there's more depth to this card than first meets the eye like you got to play around with it something like I, I don't know. I feel like a remand is like a close example of that, but it also has the potential to ramp you. Mind you, there's another interaction that you can have with this in like Blue Tron. In Blue Tron, if you have Karn the Great Creator out, you shut down those artifact tokens. So it's just like one mana, uh, one mana negate as well. So here comes the next Blue Storm deck player. You come to me on a day my daughter's wedding, and I'm going to make you an offer. Yeah, just think about this in Storm. Right? Oh, I'm more so thinking about it, Godfather. Just like, I don't know. like He's thinking grape, memes. Grape shot. I'm thinking memes, baby. You go in Grape Shot. You're think pro- all the memes. Your opponent flusters Storms, and then you just come in with an offer that you can't refuse <laughs> on your Grape Shot, get the two treasures, get two extra mana, so that way you can like continue to Storm off. And then you got three more spells on the stack for your Storm. I, I think this was, I think this would minorly slow Storm down just a hair. Like storm, storm. No, no, I'm saying you play this as the storm player. No, and that's what I'm saying. The storm has different ways of doing things at an optimal speed, and I, I feel like yes, you get the mana, but when you're at a certain point with storm decks, it's if you're thinking like the remand type of situation where they're going to try to counter your grape shot, you remand your grape shot, put it back to your hand, and then grape shot again. Right. But yeah, either way, it it'll be fun to see what what this one goes into because and it can ramp you again it can, it can ramp you which you know blue needs ramp yeah and, and and again with like blue tron i just want to point this out again with blue tron if you have karn out this just stops the treasure tokens from going off so but yeah well uh, there you go there's part one of the thought cast i don't know which one of you put this in but well, oh hold on before you oh. go there reservoir kraken cool card it's a it's a blue sir it, sir it's a blue desecration sir. first off he named sir. two cards he did the, he did sir. He, he Sir. made the red spell after his angel. Why am I the only one that followed the rules? But my my second my second third card didn't take fourteen hours. Yeah, but I just read the name of this res- Reservoir Kraken. It's a good card. If I wouldn't have stopped you, would you have stopped? What do we got going on next? <laughs> Another thought cast. Well, Don- Danny put Another in a thought cast. this one. I think will be a really quick one. How is this a quick one? We're already at two hours. Well, then shit, why are we doing... This is next week's. So that we was it. I just put it there in there go. just because me... There we go. Next week. So this is the top thing me and Keegan were talking about at work today. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, there's our ThoughtCast for today. Talking a little bit more focused on the new Capenna spoilers that came out, especially because are you doing pre-release this weekend at all? Yes. What night? Where? Where are you going? What are you doing? Yes. Okay. Perfect. I'm hoping to get there maybe Friday night because I'm actually going to go help Dan... Or Anthony, not Danny. Uh, move his shit from Jamestown to Fargo. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's going to be here full-time now. So Dope. Well, officially full-time. They're they're out of Jamestown now. Okay. So hopefully I'll get there Friday. Nice. But yeah. Hey, Matt. Yes, want, you want to hit that outro? Hit that ah. outro. <laughs> Thanks to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 134 of This Week in MTG. Thank you to our amazing patrons who think that this content is worth supporting. And uh, if you guys also like the idea of supporting us, go check out our Patreon. We have playmats. Uh, you get put in uh, different things as well. What are, what are we laughing about? You. <laughs> Daddy immediately went to Facebook as soon as I said hit that outro. <laughs> Perfect. It's um, been like a year and a half since we've done that. We'd also like to thank JW Sports Cards and Gaming 
for uh, sponsoring us. And if you're looking for anything magic related, go check them out. Now, if either of you got anything else you want to add to this, do it now or forever hold your peace. Flaccid pig penis. I'm holding my peace. Danny? <laughs> no, man. I'm good. And with that magic folk, we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. It's called listening to This Week in MTG, you scrubs.